welcome to Subject to Talent, brought to you by Allegis Global Solutions. Similar to you, we're always trying to learn more. On this podcast, we speak to workforce and talent experts from around the world, covering market trends, technology, and our ever-evolving dynamic industry. Hi, I'm Bruce Morton, the host of Allegis Global Solutions' Subject to Talent podcast. Today, I'll be handing over the microphone to my friend and colleague, Anthony Baker. Anthony is a program executive for Allegis Global Solutions based in the UK. And on today's bonus episode, he'll be joined by Lisa Egan and Jean Carlson of Pearson, the world's leading learning company, to discuss the latest employer initiative, Hire From Anywhere. This is an extension of their contingent labor program that will enable Pearson to find the best possible talent available by broadening the talent pool to find the right candidate for the role without the restrictions of set locations. So let's listen in. Hello, I'm Anthony Baker. I'm excited to be today's guest host on the podcast and to be joined by Lisa Egan and Jean Carlson of Pearson. Lisa is Vice President, Head of Indirect Procurement, and Jean is Vice President of Talent Acquisition and Human Resources. Welcome to you both. So we always ask our guests the first same question. So Lisa, we can start with you. How did you get into the workforce industry and what was your journey to where you are today at Pearson? I've always been in indirect procurement uh, and before I joined Pearson, I've had a number of roles that have touched on HR procurement. So when I was at Anheuser-Busch, I was involved in the staffing requirements of the Europe uh, business um, and then also worked in collaboration with the CW team when I was at Relex, uh, who obviously partnered uh, with yourselves and who you know very well. So um, I've always had that connection to it. When I joined Pearson in January 2017, we had a very mixed uh, setup for contingent labour. And so one of the first tasks that I was given was around how do we have a solution that is fit for purpose and actually understand who we had working in our business. And that's where uh, we started. And obviously, four years later, uh, we have a very successful program with yourselves and been able to launch some really interesting projects. Great. Thank you very much. And Gene, same question. Yeah, I've um, my journey to this point, uh, I've pretty much always worked in human resources in my career. and I cut my teeth, if you will, with a company called Best Buy. Many people are familiar with Best Buy, a retailer, obviously. And so it's a great, great place to get my introduction into staffing and recruiting and just survival from in terms of managing attrition, uh, attracting the right candidates, talent development and, and everything that goes along with that. So I did that for probably 15 years and really, um, think, I hope, learned, learned the value and importance of building a bench, uh, a bench of talent and just continually replacing that, that bench and figuring out ways to go out and find the right, find the right talent, wherever it might be. Um, that was primarily US based, um, with Pearson for the last eight plus years. Um, I've had global responsibilities. So, um, been introduced to the global nature of staffing and how to manage, manage that different, uh, different perspective effectively. So, um, it's been a great mixture. I've also worked in financial services, manufacturing and a couple other industries. So all of that has brought me to today where I'm working in HR, but also lead the talent acquisition team for Pearson. So um, I think it's a really good marriage of HR background and um, talent acquisition. So 
um, that's what brought me here today. Great. Thank you. And what, so while we're on Pearson, um, Gene, then perhaps for those that don't know, could you briefly introduce Pearson as an organization? Yeah, de- definitely. I'll, I'll, t- I'll try to not, I'll try to not do two things. I'll try to not, um, read everything that's on our website because folks can read that. Uh, there's a, there is a lot of good information there, by the way. Um, and I'll also try to not talk for very long about it because there is so much information out there. I think a, a lot of folks know that Pearson's an education company, um, global education company in upwards of 200 countries around the globe. And what folks may not know uh, or as be as familiar with is our transformation. So a lot of people who know Pearson know us as possibly a textbook education company, a textbook company. Um, and certainly there's been a lot of history in that space where uh, we've been very successful providing our, our learners with, um, call it non-digital learning solutions. And now we've really been transforming, working hard at transforming into a digital company the last X number of years. And we're making great strides in, in those efforts to um, continue to be the world's leading learning company, um, but in a, or and in a more digital space. Um, use of technology, AI, various learning platforms to really deliver learning experiences to our consumer and to our learners in the way that they want it and they need it. And um, to keep up with the, the changing demands of our, our customer, especially with you know COVID and folks working remote more and more obviously, and virtual virtual learning is becoming more and more important. And we're at the forefront of that at Pearson. So um, we feel like we're really, really well positioned to be um, considered a educational technology company versus, you know, the the textbook company, which is, you know, decades old now, that perception, I hope, because um, we're squarely in the educational um, technology space right now. So that's great detail. Thank you very much. Lisa, I know that you were very involved in setting up the MSP program that you have in place now. Could you um, explain to our listeners what the ProSource program is? Absolutely. So um, we branded our contingent worker program ProSource. Um, we had a number of different solutions in place and we had some hybrid solutions and we had wonderful things. So we wanted to make sure that we had everything under one consistent banner. Uh, and that's where the, the ProSource name came from. So it incorporates the MSP, the VMS. Uh, we have a, a central website on our intranet that, that's for the program. Uh, and we're currently operating in the US and UK. And we continue to explore opportunities for further expansion. We had the, the VMS was in place in, uh, from 2015, 2016. Um, but it was very much standalone in one market. It wasn't widely utilized. And so when, as I said, when I joined in 2017, it was around how do we really turbocharge our initiative? How do we bring things up to date? How do we understand who we have? How do we understand the patterns of hiring, what we require, um, and really have that consistency from a business perspective, uh, one common process uh, where we have hiring managers in the UK with workers in the US and vice versa. How can we simplify things? Uh, and thus ProSource was born. Uh, we went live in November 2017 um, and to much fanfare. And uh, we continue to, to evolve and enter that program. Great. Thank you. And four years in, within your role now, um, what's your day-to-day involvement with the program? 
So my role is very much as a sponsor of the program. Uh, I obviously understand the program from the ground up. So it's very much one of, of pride uh, whenever I talk around the program and making sure that we're doing everything we can to not only promote the program to, to new starters, but to understand where we do have those issues and nuances that we're understanding that and building out specialized governances internally. So where we have areas of the business that work in different ways that we align, understand that, and then build something suitable that meets their needs. Uh, and my team uh, partner very closely, so peers on my team partners with you uh, on a on a day to day basis. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's always fantastic. It's one of those ones where I get to join a supplier meeting, uh, knowing that there's going to be interesting items discussed, opportunities to look at, and and that chance to learn and identify and meet new suppliers. Uh, from a, an array of different backgrounds. Great. And Jean, from a HR and talent acquisition perspective, what's your involvement in the program on a day-to-day basis? My involvement is evolving and um, the partnership with Lisa and team is is also evolving and continuing to get uh, more robust every day, I would say. So my I double hat at Pearson, as I said, so my HR role and then my talent acquisition role. The talent acquisition role is probably most applicable to this this conversation. I, I assume those responsibilities geez, six plus months ago, and um, I I did not know a lot about the ProSource solution process, all of that at that point in time. In full transparency, I didn't. And so, folks like uh, both of you have made me smarter um, and come to appreciate the just the value of of the program um, and the tools and the capabilities. So we, we have an internal talent acquisition team that recruits for, you could call it, you know, permanent staff, if you will. Um, and in partnership with uh, Lisa, ProSource folks, et cetera, we really get a holistic um, talent solution, if you will, or talent acquisition solution, where um, that's part of what I've what I've become smarter on and, and come to appreciate and learn is the value of that holistic solution, whether it be you know contract workers, um, permanent workers, whatever it is, we we have all bases covered from the internal perspective and uh, from the pro source perspective. So um, I've become involved relatively recently, but now it's it's a big part. Um, it's a big part of our overall. Um, access to talent solution. So um, it's really the, we can get into the partnership more in a little bit, I think, but um, the partnership has really been, been outstanding. So from TA perspective, um, adds huge value. Great. Thank you. I know that we, we certainly appreciate the partnership and partnership is something I want to touch on in a little bit specifically between um, you and Lisa and HR and, and procurement and, and how that helps. Uh, with what with what we roll out at Pearson, but just before we do, I know that today specifically we're here to talk about um, the Hire from Anywhere initiative that you've both been instrumental in in spearheading. Lisa, perhaps if we start with you, could you tell me a bit more about what that initiative is and why you felt it was so important to roll out? Absolutely. So it won't be a surprise to anyone that thanks to COVID, the, the way that, that we work as an organization changed. And I'm sure, you know, every single person listening had some form of change due to COVID. And for us, it, when we were having our you know, annual strategic review and we were talking around the impacts and how we can do things differently and that access to talent conversation is something that we, we always have. 
and it was then sort of that that idea piece and the ideation around what is stopping us from from doing this and being it's Pearson and being we're we're all very much a case of well let's jump to the the most exciting part we we started talking around uh, and I, I blame uh, a certain Mr Morton completely you know sort of access <laughs> to you know talent in Brazil and you know mobile developers in Israel uh, and we sort of jumped to these you know amazing pockets of talent and how can you access them and, and it really came from that conversation it's hugely important to us to find the the right people and the best people that we can and the nice thing is with covid and, and pearson in particular being sort of able to work from various locations we're not going to be hamstrung by saying well i want the best available talent but they have to be able to commute to my office there are pockets of of the business where actually you need to be in an office and completely understand that and it's not saying that everything is 100% remote but we wanted to make sure that we had something in place that gave us that flexibility to say where it's appropriate, we do want to see the best talent. So we had to then dial back from the whole world to figuring out how we could do this in a, in a reasonable way and, and make something that was a plan. And so thanks to the team at AGS and a massive shout out to, to Kat, uh, who went away and I think probably terrorized the AGS lawyers by sort of saying, we want to do this everywhere. Uh, we, we started off with a pilot and said, okay, well, in the UK, we'll do, you know, if you're hiring in, normally you'd hire for London. We're going to say, actually, we want to be open for a hire from anywhere candidate. And that's anywhere in the UK and the same in the US. So we had that conversation with it. Yep. That works for us. And we obviously then had to brief the suppliers and get the suppliers on board because this is a very different way of working. Um, and yeah, that, that's been successful so far. Um, I think 40% of our roles since we went live in the UK have gone through a hire from anywhere process and 20% of the US roles have gone through a hire from anywhere. And this is going to be an education process around getting people on board. We're not forcing people to do it. It's about that winning hearts and minds. And we're starting to get some really lovely success stories. So we've had. Uh, yeah, sort of we recruited .NET developers, uh, QA analysts, product writers. So there's all these different pockets that are coming. And we had a great example of we hired a candidate who was based in uh, Bolton in the north of England. Um, and it was a role that would have traditionally been based in London. So it's around that finding the right people, finding the best people. And, and hopefully uh, it'll be opening up that DEI. Uh, sort of finding us those those new areas of talent, those new folks, um, and then enabling us to add new and innovative suppliers into our program as well. Great, thank you. And Gene, is there anything you'd add onto that? Man, I don't. I don't I'm struggling on what to add to that. That was that was, that was a great great summary. Um, no, I mean it, it, it's to me it's all about you know access access to talent, and I. I live in Minnesota. And for those of you familiar with Minnesota, we have a lot of lakes. People do a lot of fishing in Minnesota. I don't, but a lot of people do. And, um, so it's all about, you know, what, what ponds or lakes are we fishing in for our talent? Right. And we're used to, we collectively, me included, we're used to fishing in our own backyard, if you will, you know, and, and that's, you keep going back to the same pond and you keep, getting the same fish or you don't get any fish because you run out, right? Uh, eventually. And so we're, we're encountering that around, uh, you know, around the globe, um, the struggle to, to find more talent. And so with this solution, it, it just, 
I mean, literally opens up the world um, of possibilities for talent. So that, um, I mean, Lisa's right. It, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it is about winning the hearts and minds. So um, the solution is amazing. So putting the solution in front of hiring managers and saying, Hey, we have an amazing solution. Um, they certainly don't jump on board just because we say it, um, like any great thing that we think we create, um, we, we have to prove it to them. And like, like Lisa said, we're starting to do that. We're starting to prove to them that it, it, it works. And, you know, instead of having a pool of, I don't know, a hundred technologists to choose from, um, and all the competition that surrounds that, you know, you might have 10 times that or a hundred times that, whatever the exponential number is. And so, um, the, the kind of change management aspect of it, the, the, what I would call the head, heart and hands part of it is, is what we're working on a lot internally. And like I said, it's progressing and it's working. So, um, I think we'll, we'll continue to show our hiring managers that it works. And by working, it's not them complying, um, to a corporate, uh, mandate because we have lots of those. Um, this is something that's working that benefits them and their teams. And, you know, it's kind of a selfish thing, um, for, for the hiring managers. And so, um, selfish being you'll, you'll have access to more talent and your teams will be stronger and all, all, everything that goes along with that. So, um, I guess that's the only thing I would add Anthony is, is, is that, and, um, kind of how we're working internally to, to get people on board and, and we're getting there. Yeah. I think the, the internal communication, the in, internal, um, I guess sell of this will snowball as you get, we get more and more successes, more and more people be willing to open up their, their talent pool as they see their, their colleagues and peers, um, get the results out of this. And it's really important that folks realize this isn't a cost saving exercise. This isn't about trying to find the cheapest resources available. Um, this is about trying to find the, the right talent. And it's about expanding our, you know, it's, it's about fishing in different lakes uh, to steal from Gene. It, we really do want to make sure that we're, we're able to find those, those folks that are going to add value to Pearson. Um, and hopefully Pearson will add value to them in their lives as well. Yeah. And it, sorry, Anthony, we're both, we're continuing to add in um, their thoughts. But yeah, I, I mean, in an odd way, the, the last year and a half plus of, of COVID times as, has helped um, in the selling process, to use your, your words, to the hiring managers in that, you know, a lot of hiring managers have a fear or an assumption that people must go to the office to work, right? We, we all know that. And it's been proven to most of them over the past year and a half plus, because people have been forced to work remotely, geez, they can be effective by not living in the same city, going into the same building, they can be effective from a thousand miles away. And so um, that's helped, I think, in our, our launch of this, this program, the fact that um, folks have had to live through it. There are people working remotely and being just as productive, oh, by the way. Um, and so that's it's been really helpful. So it, it's it's been proven that it, it can work um, as far as productivity. Cause I, like I said, I think that's one of the main fears to overcome. And I think for me as well, it's the longevity of that. So COVID forced everyone to be working remotely. And then if we move into the, the new world of work, as everyone 
refers to it. It's what does that look like long term? And I know that a lot of organizations are grappling with the idea of, of how they recruit in the future and how remote their workforce is and whether that's the direction that they want to go down. Um, really great stuff. Thank you. We mentioned partnership earlier. You two obviously work very closely together, Lisa and procurement, Gene, HR, talent acquisition. How important do you think your partnership is and has been to be able to implement this quickly and effectively? I think it's hugely important. I think the if procurement were trying to do this standalone, it would be viewed as a cost-saving exercise. And as I said, this really isn't about that. Um, we are very fortunate at Pearson. I think I'm very fortunate in the fact that we have such a great relationship between procurement and HR. It's very much a collaboration and a partnership rather than you know, us chasing after them sort of for you know, savings, bureaucracy, and all the other painful points that procurement is normally viewed for. Uh, it's very much, you know, how can we, how can we help? How can we add value? How can we solve these, these common problems? And it's something that I'm, I'm very, very proud of and, and I enjoy hugely. Yeah. That, sorry, Anthony, I don't want to say just ditto, um, to what Lisa said again, but, um, agree wholeheartedly. And I, and I think it's unique. I mean, I, I've only worked at, you know, a handful of companies, but I have some knowledge of the world and I, I think it's a unique partnership. Um, cause I, you know, I was telling Lisa the other day, even from an HR person's perspective, being attached to a business unit, I, I think of procurement oftentimes. And my first thought incorrectly is cost savings, like Lisa said, and someone, someone putting a process on me or on my team or on my business that I must follow. Be, because it's a corporate thing and that couldn't be further from the truth in this, in this scenario. Um, cause it's really about, to me, it's about business requirements. And so the, the partnership is great. Everything Lisa said, agree. Um, but part of the reason for that is that the foundation is it's about business requirements of finding talent. And so, uh, you know, it's not just adherence to a process for process sake, which, you know, sometimes procurement can get that rap unfairly that, you know, have a process must follow because um, in this case, it's have a process. We follow it because there's a benefit of bringing greater talent into our organization. So um, that's, I guess, part of the unique nature of it is it's it's founded in what the business needs from a talent perspective. So I, like Lisa, I appreciate I appreciate it. And I do think it's unique. Yeah. And I would certainly say from from an AGS perspective, our programs typically are owned either by procurement or by HR. And whenever we have initiatives, um, it helps immensely if we can get both parties kind of at the start moving in the same direction. And I think this is a perfect example of, of what's happened here with the Hire From Anywhere initiative. It, it was, we were really fortunate that yeah, it was very straightforward. Yeah, Jean and I think it was, yeah, this is a great idea, we should be doing this. It, it's then a very straightforward conversation with our leadership to you know, say, we're fully behind this. Do you have you know, any reason we should be concerned? And then it's a case of, no, go make this happen. And, and off we ran. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty, I don't know if it, I won't say easy, Lisa, but I mean, it makes the selling process, if you will, to leadership pretty easy. Hey, we're going, we're going to do this thing that's going to dramatically improve our access to talent. It's it's kind of tough to say no to that, if, you know. I mean, you know, no, I hate that idea. You're not nobody's going to say that as long as we prove it out, right? Which we're we're doing. So um, it's nice to have it an easier 
sales pitch, if you will. So we talked about the timing and, and why now was the right time. So Gene, were there any other considerations, complexities, difficulties um, that you faced as we rolled the initiative out? Yeah, I mean, certainly there's there's a bunch of them as, as with any rollout. Um, one of them is is the buy-in, the buy-in piece. I mean, we, you know, Lisa and I talk about this fairly regularly that, you know, we still have leaders in our organization that still to this day believe that because there's a building in a city, in a state, in the U.S., that's where the couple of examples I'm thinking of are located, where folks must come into that building in order to be effective in their jobs and be productive. And so that getting the buy-in and the belief, I guess, from those, those leaders that it doesn't have to be that way, that, that is a, that is a consideration. It's not a consideration to, you know, implement and continue with the program, but now that it is implemented, it's, it's continuing to drive that change management, the, the hearts and minds, as Lisa said earlier, of those leaders. And it, it's just like anything. It just has to be proven out to them. Um, most leaders I get on board pretty quickly or have gotten on board pretty quickly. So the ones I'm referring to are outliers, but they're still there. So that that is a challenge or a complexity that I think we'll probably always deal with to some degree, like with any change, right? So it's not a barrier, um, but it's something to consider. The, the other thing I would throw in there is, a, I don't know if it's a complexity, but a consideration that Lisa mentioned earlier is the diversity, equity, and inclusion um, aspect of, of hiring in general. And then as we talk about this, this type of program or initiative um, to make sure that we're, we're not just like we t- we've been talking about for a while now, we're not just bringing in more and different talent period that we're bringing, we're, we're broadening that swath to the swath of talent to um all different types of talent, um, not just numbers, not just numbers of people, which is great, right? More fish in the pond, different ponds, different lakes, great. Um, but uh, we want to open open it up to maybe folks that we don't feel that we've opened up our hiring doors to um, as much in the past, you know, um, folks with disabilities um, and making making things more accessible for them to apply to our jobs, et cetera. That's one example, but um, there's a bunch of them. So the DE&I component has been a big consideration throughout the, I think the, the forming of the program, the implementation, and it will be with the ongoing management of it. So it's really important to us at Pearson um, and then it's important to folks at AGS as well. So um, it's high on our list of considerations. Great. Thank you. Lisa, is there anything you'd, you'd add on to that? Yeah. So I, mean, I completely echo everything Jean said, but it's also from with my procurement hat and it's about making sure we have the supplier alignment as well. So it's great for us to cook these ideas up, but we need to make sure that, that they actually can be you know, operationalized and done so in a fair way. So it's making sure that we had, you know, our suppliers were engaged, aligned, were able to help on that journey. And if not, that's okay. Uh, but then thinking about who we needed to add into the program and also what innovative and different suppliers are out there that we can add into the program that we wouldn't have necessarily looked at before because they weren't operating in the markets that we were operating in. And you know, I'm, I know we've got a couple of conversations lined up that I'm really excited about with some, some different suppliers. So, um, I think, yeah, that's just going to be just add more, you know, 
value to the program and hopefully value to those organizations as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think the supply chain element to it is something that you know, our team spent a huge amount of time on with the suppliers, making sure they were they were good and ready to go to support this initiative. And I also know that the suppliers are very appreciative appreciative of the initiative as well. Um, they are enjoying not being tied to certain locations and going out and, and really broadening where they can hire talent from too. Lisa, if you could summarise it, I suppose, how successful do you think it's been so far? So it's only been you know a very short period of time. I, it's It's been just over a month. Um, but actually, I think it's been, if given that time frame, I think it's been hugely successful. We've already got hires in, uh, which is which is great. Uh, we've got audience that are open to the idea without having a big forced push. Uh, as I said, you know, 40% of our competitive roles in the UK have gone down that route, adopting that. Uh, so it's it's going to be more and more successful as we go on. And it, we're going to be rolling out the next phase shortly. So I, I'm I'm really, really pleased with where we are. I just think that there's so much more to come and I can't wait to to see the, the data coming in. Uh, that that will satisfy the procurement nerd in me immensely. <laughs> <laughs> and what what is the next phase? So the next phase for us is, uh, so as I mentioned, we're just doing you know UK to UK and US to US. Next phase is actually crossing borders. So if I'm hiring and I'd normally hire in London, uh, I'm now open up to not only the whole of the UK, but the whole of the US uh, and vice versa, which I think is just going to be incredible in terms of you know, what is coming in. And yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for our team uh, on the ground. So Chris, Cassandra, and the guys, because I know this means more work for them in terms of reviewing the number of CVs and resumes that come in, and really filtering to make sure that we've got the best going over to our hiring managers. But I mean, what an exciting opportunity to have! Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a really exciting, really interesting next few months as we expand this out. Absolutely. And then, then after that, well, it's the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting close to wrapping it up. And as I said earlier, I know that a lot of organizations are grappling with this idea at the moment. And Pearson has been brave and has jumped, jumped into this and, and worked out a solution that, that works for you. Lisa, would you give, is there any advice that you'd give other organizations that are considering something like this? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's the, and Jean mentioned it earlier, why wouldn't you? So rather mm. than sort of saying, oh, no, 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 we've got to have them in the office. Why? What is stopping you really from actually just trialing it? What is stopping you from opening up that world? Um, I suppose we probably should be selfish and say, no, don't do it. Leave it for us and we'll take everyone. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll take the cream of the crop and you can have what's left. That's probably not very fair, is it, Jean? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the idea, but... <laughs> So, yeah, be brave. Great. Thank you. Um, Well, look, we are wrapping up. So I wanted to say thank you very much for both of you to take the time to talk to us today. I think it's been incredibly insightful. I know that our listeners are going to appreciate you you taking the time to share what what Pearson is doing in a uh, around a topic that is on everyone's minds at the moment. Um, Just before we do finish, um, and Jean, maybe you want to take this one, is if our listeners wanted to learn more about Pearson, where can they go to find out more? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, 
I said it earlier in the in the chat, but at our website probably is the greatest place to start. Um, I don't want to direct them to any specific individual because I'll I'll get someone will be mad at me. I have no doubt. But start with the website, and there's a, there's all kinds of information, but there's also contacts um, that folks can either call or email and whatnot for more information. Our you know, our community relations department, marketing. Um, there's a lot of resources on, on the website. So that, that's where I direct folks to. Um, if they have more questions, want to learn more about Pearson, want to apply for a job, they can do that on our website. Oh, by the way. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. To learn more about AGS, please check us out at AllegisGlobalSolutions.com. You can also send questions for me or our guests. Just tweet us here at Allegis Global with the hashtag subject to talent or email us at subject to talent at leadersglobalsolutions.com. And if you enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. Until next time, cheers.